the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, presidents don't always act presidential. Diplomats don't always act diplomatically. Kings don't always act kingly. But presidents are presidents, and diplomats are diplomats, and kings are kings. Christians don't always act like Christians. But they are still Christians. Reminds me of the statement in Chronicles of Narnia, right? Once a king or queen in Narnia, always a king or queen in Narnia. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely as we continue in 1 Corinthians. Today, focusing in on what it means to be called a saint. What it means to be called a child of God. Won't you join us? This is Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely, who joins us now from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. According to Scripture, every true believer in Jesus Christ is a saint. J. Vernon McGee in his radio Bible class through the Bible said, All of mankind is divided between the saints and the ain'ts. If you ain't in Christ, then you are an ain't. If you are in Christ, then you are a saint. It all depends on you being in Christ. It's not a matter of degrees of sainthood. You either are a saint or you're not a saint. Now, it all depends on being in Christ, in Christ Jesus. That is a reference to God's work of salvation, which was accomplished in Jesus Christ. Let me give you some illustrations from Scripture that support this. For instance, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 19. Now, that's the same writer to the same audience. It's a different letter, a later letter. But Paul writes, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us to the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. So three times there in that passage, you find the words in Christ, through Christ, and in Christ. It's constantly a reference to what God has accomplished in Christ through Christ's sacrifice on Calvary's cross. Uh, another place is in verse 21 of the same chapter, chapter 5 of Second Corinthians. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So we've been made righteous before God in Christ because of what Christ has accomplished. Sometimes it's translated in him, sometimes it's translated through him, such as in the case of Romans chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. But God commendeth his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. So we're saved from God's wrath through him through what Christ accomplished on Calvary's cross, and our relationship with Jesus Christ, our connection with him. 
Now, the Corinthian church was far from being saintly in any sense that we would think of the term. Uh, This group of Christians were particularly immoral and worldly. And yet, in his opening words of his letter to them, Paul stresses that every one of them who has truly believed in Jesus Christ was saved and was a saint. All saints are saved, and all the saved are saints. That means that every believer has a right to call himself a saint. Now, none of us feel worthy of the title, but it's not based on us. It's based on what God has declared us to be. He's declared us to be saints. When members of this congregation uh, greet me and say, Hi, Pastor Layton, I am reminded of the responsibilities that are associated with that title, Pastor. And with this understanding of the title saint, it is wholly appropriate for us to greet each other with the word saint. Sitting before me there is Saint Greg and Saint Marge and Saint Alex. I know it might sound funny to us because we're not used to it, but it's entirely biblical. And furthermore, it might be interesting for us at Church of the Islands to get into the habit of greeting each other with the title saint because we're, when we do that, we're going to be reminded of the responsibilities that are associated with the title that has been given to us by God. We are called saints. The associations, the responsibilities associated with, with title can affect and influence our behavior. I remember growing up, and I got into trouble a little bit, actually quite a little bit, here at the church, and in fact, we just celebrated the 50th anniversary, and one of my Sunday school teachers was remarkably affected by the grace of God uh, towards me. In any event, one of the things that I would hear when I got into trouble was, you know who your father is? You know, your father's the pastor. You know, that should affect the way you behave. And it did. I got into less trouble because of that. Still got into a lot of trouble, but I got into less trouble uh, because of that. Well, presidents don't always act presidential. Diplomats don't always act diplomatically. Kings don't always act kingly. But presidents are presidents, and diplomats are diplomats, and kings are kings. Christians don't always act like Christians. But they're still Christians. So it says that we are called saints. And uh, we are called saints, and we're called to be saints with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. And by Paul's reference to all in every place, he is adding a sense of responsibility to the Corinthian church because of their identity and their affiliation towards other Christians who meet in other places. It also reminded them that they weren't the only church. They didn't have an exclusive with God. And that all of the churches that were under the the name of Jesus Christ, all of us are interrelated and we all have a responsibility towards each other. Now it says, those who call on the name of the Lord. The easiest way to describe the meaning of this is to say it in this way. When I'm home and I say, Jenny, I'm calling on the name of Jenny, usually for help. And calling on the name of the Lord is calling on the Lord for help. The word Lord is kurios, and it means one having legal power or authority or master. And what, when we call on Jesus Christ as Lord, we are acknowledging that he is our master. 
that we belong to him, that he has legal power over us, that he has purchased us. He has bought us with a price. And so we are recognizing that he is indeed God. And by doing that, then we are also worshiping him as Lord. And every true Christian is a worshiper. Now, theirs and ours can be a little confusing unless you understand that the theirs and ours is simply a reference to a place. He was talking about, in their place, an our place. Wherever it is that Christians meet is their place, and where we meet is our place. I want you to also notice that the intended recipients for Paul's letters are not just the church of God in Corinth, but also all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. All that in every place. Well, we're in a different place. We're on the other side of the world about 2,000 years later. We're in a different place. But we still call upon the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And because of that, this letter is also written to us as well. And we are intended recipients. It continues, Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, grace and peace was a common form of a Christian greeting. Grace is the favor of God, and peace is one of its fruits. That word in the Greek, peace, was the equivalent of the Hebrew word for shalom, which is one of the most common greetings amongst the Jewish community. And the peace of which Paul here is speaking is the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension. It is the peace that only Christians can have, for only Christ can give it. It's a peace that the world does not have and cannot have. This greeting of grace and peace is only appropriate for believers because it speaks of blessings that only believers possess. And I want you to note the order because the order is important. You see, God's grace comes first. It is because of God's grace that we can be in right relationship with God. And when we're in right relationship with God, then all is at peace with us and well with us, in spite of what might be going on around us. Having the grace of God is a fundamental essential to having peace. You'll notice that the grace comes down from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's important for us to recognize that all of the members of the Trinity of God are involved in our salvation. I remember being taught at some point from a no doubt well-meaning but misinformed Sunday school teacher that God was the judge in heaven just waiting to drop his gavel in judgment. And Jesus Christ was my defense attorney begging for mercy from the court. That picture is not a biblical picture. The way the Bible describes is that all of the members of the Trinity are active in providing for our salvation. Also, I don't want it to be lost upon us that Paul references God as Father. We take it for granted here as American Christians. We say it without even thinking about it. But for Paul and for the church at Corinth, and for those who listen to Jesus Christ, the concept of God, our Creator being available for a personal relationship was radical. That we could have a personal relationship with the God who created everything was beyond mankind's ability to fathom until Jesus Christ revealed that 
possibility. And so Paul addresses God as Father. And truly, we should not take that for granted, that we can address the creator of the universe as our Father, that he wants to be our perfect heavenly Father, that he wants to provide for our every need as a perfect heavenly Father would in time and eternity. I'd like to clarify with regards to grace, because many of us have been taught, and and it's true, that grace is what's available to take away our sin when we sin. It is forgiveness, and it is cleansing. But there is another aspect to grace that we don't give reference to quite so often as we should, and that is that grace not only shows up to uh, forgive us and cleanse us after we have sinned, but grace shows up before we sin to empower us to choose not to sin. Such a great reminder. We're always used to the back side of it and not the front side that gives us victory before we see failure. This has been Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. We invite you to visit our website, highlands.us, if you would like to learn more about who we are. Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, where we meet and service times, directions, plus a lot of resource material available for your further walk in Christ. Again, it can all be found at highlands.us. And then come back and join us tomorrow as we'll close the week with a final look at what it means to be a saint here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.